Tetsuo. I'm sure God would understand. We are back. We are here. It's movie night in hell. Satan has taken Shrek away and allowed I know, us. Right. Yes. Oh my goodness. We have we've been allowed to watch a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've yeah, he has he has given us the the tiny bit of hope, you know, in in hell where they give you the tiny bit of hope and then they yank it away later. <laughs> That's how that's how hell works. That's how hell works, right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Every time they they give me a piece of chocolate, they always just take it away. It's uh, or it's um, really uh, tragic. Yeah, it's or it's that really really bitter chocolate. Oh God! The, the, uh, have you ever had that? The like yeah. super bitter chocolate. Like like dark dark chocolate. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have a story about that. You do? Yeah. You story about dark chocolate? I, no, the super bitter dark dark chocolate. Oh, okay. So in a, in a elementary school? Elementary school. No, no, no. This was when I was in preschool, I think. Yeah. No, no. Elementary school. Yep. Make up your mind. I, sorry, I have to get the timeline right. Uh, they, they had a thing at the high school. They brought a bunch of little kids there to have like, little fun activities. Okay. One of them was like, they had chocolate there. And we were mm-hmm. like, yay, chocolate. And it turned out it was the really, really super bitter sh- kind. And they were oh, like, no. ah, I got you. And I ate it. And it was just like, oh, my God. It tasted so bad that I just, like, spit it on myself. <laughs> it, it just, like, dribbled out of my mouth because I couldn't figure out what was going on. It's just like Aww. it's chocolate. It's supposed to taste delicious. It's Why? supposed to taste sweet and good. Why didn't it taste sweet and good? <laughs> exactly. And it was so confusing. And it was just like, ah, why? Poor James. Poor okay. me. Thank you. Anyway, uh, we watched Akira. Uh, original release date July sixteenth, nineteen eighty. Eight. It's an old one, Maria. This is a very old one. Yes, I mean for you. Yeah, especially for me. I wasn't mm. even born. Yeah, I mean I wasn't either. Yeah. So there. This is really old. Yeah. It's archaic at this point. Uh, directed by Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, screenplay by Katsuhiro Otomo and Izo Hashimoto. Uh, music by Shoji Yamashiro and mm-hmm. cinematography by Katsuji Misawa and uh, yeah this was an interesting movie James it's a very interesting movie it's a very interesting movie in that it's a lot of um, it's a lot of people's big introduction into anime from the 80s. Right. Uh, in the 80s, you basically had this, 
and Vampire Hunter D, which was another movie that came out about the same time. Okay. Or around in the 80s, basically. And those were the two, like, uh, only anime movies that were, like, freely available to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd have to go to some weird shop, like, in the. it's in, like, the back end of town. There's a beaded curtain, like, as soon as you walk in, and there's just Uh-oh. rows and rows of videotape. No labels on them. they're all just black the guy behind the counter knows what every single one of them is somehow and you have to be referred to to actually buy anything there like you have to say steve sent me oh god if you imagine like the the video shop from um mission hill that we watched right that's basically where you got anime back in the 80s okay Okay. And like really early 90s. It was for either the really, really weird ones or the connoisseurs. Well, it was basically the really weird ones because that was kind of the only things being distributed in uh, in America, the West, basically. You had really, you either had really, really gory stuff, really gory stuff, but with tits. Just tits, or really, really gory stuff, tits that's porn. Oh my god, I don't... Yeah, the 80s is not a... It's not a great place for anime. You've got some, you know, outliers here and there, but, like, the mass-produced stuff that got over here in America was the ultra-violent, ultra um sexy borderline too pornographic stuff oh okay yeah because we were in a period of very like um how do i describe it like uh fascination with uh, quote-unquote orientalism again yeah we had I be- there's like a, a boom of kung fu movies again that came out I believe mm-hmm. they contributed to I, I don't know the full context of it I'd have to like read up on it but I yeah there is definitely a boom of like the weird and the insane stuff coming out of Japan at that time okay Japan China you know any and you know anything coming from the east is gonna be consumed by the by the kind of the weirdos of America. Mm-hmm. But then you had okay. uh, Akira as kind of an outlier as this like really good, really sort of like avant garde, um, very like it's a it's a film buffs movie really. Okay. In that a lot of a lot of film like Steven Spielberg, Peter Jackson. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of these people saw it and they were very, like, taken by its, um, aesthetic, its use of cinematography, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, and it's, uh, just complete dis, disim, or, um, like the complete separation between what is, what was animation at the time, which was mostly just Disney Right. And even then, they didn't have much uh, going on. The Disney Renaissance wasn't 
going to happen for a few more years, I believe, with The Little Mermaid. So you had Akira to kind of fill in that void of avant-garde animation. So it was like a departure from what they thought was good animation. Um, and then they see this thing, which is just great, like out of the blue, very... Because the storyline isn't exactly something that seemed like it would appeal to the general public in the 80s. Well, I mean, the 80s had like a big boom of this sort of counter-revolutionary culture. It uh, You had stuff like um, cyberpunk being growing in popularity you had the you had well the punk movement in general happening mm-hmm. so there there was a lot of space for this very like anti-establishment anti-authoritarianism anti-military um messages that were very popular okay that makes sense i mean it it's definitely very different from what would be the Disney Renaissance. It's mm. it's very uh, it's very not pretty. It's it's not pretty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I really do appreciate its its adherence to its own aesthetic, though. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It, but like, as far as animation is concerned usually you look at it just like, okay, well, is it appealing to look at, Mm -hmm. right? Like animation, you know, assumedly usually for kids. So you're like, oh, bright colors, aesthetically pleasing faces or pretty faces or, you know, like especially in anime, there's always like pretty boys and pretty girls and, you know, that's just what you're used to looking at. Huge eyes and bizarrely pointed noses and like weird body proportions whereas in this it was just very like very natural looking um even or even wonky wonky in the sense that (laughs) they're the the positioning of like some people's foreheads were much larger than they should be or you know, like, or some people's chins were just absurdly big, and you were just like, eh, it's not exactly most the most flattering thing. But that's not what they were going for in general within the within the story. Like, it wasn't about the characters or what they looked like. It was about the story that they were trying to tell, right? Right. Just something that sometimes kind of gets lost. Like, there is no story. It's just these pretty faces that you're supposed to look at all the time. Mm-hmm. And they they fit uh, naturally into the world too. The, the, none of the characters feel out of place in their setting, which is which is you know that's a testament to how how deeply they went for this aesthetic. Is that nothing feels unnatural in it? Yeah, it doesn't feel unnatural, and they look, um, yeah, they look like they belong there. They look. Oh, like because it's it's about like biker gangs and stuff. These people are supposed to be very grungy and and like mm. on the street types. Um, so they're not supposed to look pretty, right? Or they're like revolting things. Like this is not a pretty situation. Um, people are not supposed to look pretty. Um, mm-hmm. 
which which sort of adds to the drama within the uh within the um, animation and storyline mhm yeah it's a um it's a pretty big departure from uh the the other big distributor of anime films which was ghibli and their uh aesthetic which is very like disney of mass appeal you know every everything has this charm to it right and, like cutesy and mm-hmm. um pleasant and uh heartwarming <laughs> there yeah. was nothing heartwarming about this one <laughs> no no I, i'm not knocking ghibli by the way oh That's no it. no no it's a definitely a different style mm-hmm. um is is definitely was nothing heartwarming about this entire <laughs> good god <laughs> this was well i mean it okay it was a if i had known beforehand before getting into this the premise of the story i would not have been taken as much aback as i was mm-hmm. because i was expecting something totally different from the cover um photo of like this dude with the red bike and all that um right and for something that is like featured in the cover all the time that bike shows up for a little bit in the start and a little bit in the end and other than that that bike shows up never (laughs) for yeah for like a huge symbol of kind of um tetsuo's like feelings of inadequacy Oh my it god. It really doesn't show up a lot. You're right. It, it it really doesn't. Like it's not a plot point of any sort, even though they allude to it so much in the start. You're like, "Oh, maybe this has something to do with the bike or you know, like mm-hmm. he wears a red cape and it's like, "Okay, maybe he's going to touch the bike and try to ride it or something." No, there's nothing with the bike or about the bike <laughs> that ever happens. Like there's the bike is of no real consequence in this entire movie and i was just like wait a minute i thought this was gonna be about biker gangs where are my biker gangs (laughs) uh yeah it's it's a very different dystopia from something like mad max which is about biker gangs yeah which is something that i was which is something along the lines of what i was expecting to happen in this Uh, movie okay um and i thought that well because you had had uh, you know told me about this movie in terms of like animation prowess right mm-hmm. and so i thought okay maybe it has like a bunch of fast chase scenes and you know all that that stuff is difficult to animate probably has something to do with the bike in the front cover i would i was very ready for like a fast and furious style like or something very like <laughs> cars or bikes oriented <laughs> happening and it just did not go there and i was like what is happening there's blood. Uh, There's blood. <laughs> was the blood show shocking? Uh, well, it was. Well, because even if blood shows up in anime or, or like in animation in general, somehow this movie made blood look gorier than blood looks in real life. Right. It was just brutal. <laughs> let's talk about that actually because I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts about that are and what what well, your reasoning is well i don't so because like the way that it's shown it, it's just so it, 
they've paid animate animation attention on it, right? Like they've animated the blood. They've actually spent time mm. doing that, right? The mm. blood moves across the cell. Mm. Or it's like, you know, when when um, they I think uh they dragged um in one of the scenes, I think it's during the interrogation thing, they kind of like punch this one person or kick him and then like they drag him away. So there's like the blood uh, trail. Mm-hmm. And that took effort to make. Like what I'm saying is that they made conscious effort to show blood, which is not something that animators do. Right. It's even in like tv show even in anime animations that that involved or revolved around fighting they don't pay that much attention to the blood it's kind of like a thing that sort of slowly shows up on your shirt or you know like is dripping on someone's face they don't actually show it flying everywhere or smeared across because someone's being dragged away or something like that like they Mm. made conscious effort to show the gore in this movie and that's what's unsettling about it like it's very real which is not something that you expect to see in an animation okay that's interesting actually um let, yeah you're right like most blood in animation is not animated um mm-hmm. probably you'll get like a uh a, a splash which is probably like about two to three frames of like the blood in the in the air you can't really see it and then it's on the ground like as a like a smear uh, or like you said like on the shirt and, and and that kind of applies to like regular movies too um there's there's a huge aversion to blood in media i think because it's it's, it's like you said it's kind of shocking um well- yeah, and also people, some people are very uncomfortable with blood. We don't, mm-hmm. most of us, uh, especially like like women, we have our, you know, periods every month. We see blood every day. But oh like my men, God, Maria, we, you just mentioned the P word. Oh my God. There goes well, our male audience. Bye-bye. Oh my God. But like <laughs> most of the world's population in today's world will not really see a lot of blood unless you're subjecting yourself to it on tv or something but in real life most of us will either never be in a situation where there will be a lot of blood around us or um we'll just never be you know involved in any activities that will lead to something like that happening right like we Mm. we don't live in a time of constant war everywhere not everyone's been drafted into into armies and have spent like years and years watching people get blown up and stuff like we don't see that much blood often and it isn't shown on media as much either right like we do have an aversion to this thing that we're supposed to keep inside our body naturally we have an aversion to when it it it's spilled and shown everywhere there are very few people who can stomach it right mm-hmm. um and I mean, there's not there's nothing wrong with that. I know plenty yeah. of kids who would be very traumatized if they saw a lot of blood everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. it's only natural. Um, <laughs> this thing that is supposed to be inside your body is now all over the place. It's natural for people to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
but to see it so um, heavily focused on or just that much attention to detail um, on this, this spilling or, or flowing of, of, of blood um, is what makes it jarring and unsettling. Okay, that's really interesting. Which, which adds to the it adds to the the flavor of the of the movie. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Again, I came into this movie expecting something very different. So when I saw all this, I was just like, <laughs> Wait, "What?" Oh. Um. There, there, Maria. like the girl's got her shirt ripped off. Hold on. Wait a minute. They oh. punched her face. Hold up. Oh, and she's what? Yeah, it's swollen and. She's... Oh my god. Well, that's gone in the pretty quickly afterwards isn't it i guess that happens like a few days later yeah yeah no that's fair um i mean yeah but the fact that they showed it oh yeah the way that they did Mm -hmm. um again it's very real even Mm -hmm. when this these kind of topics are touched on in anime in animation they're done a lot more subtly the camera will pan away you will only hear sounds um, or it'll cut to something different, or the they will try to be creative with the angle so that it's not as explicit. They, this uh... was just no. They were just <laughs> they just didn't even move the camera. They were like, yeah, no, this is happening. The good old shadow punch. Yep. <laughs> Where it just shows the shadow of the punch happening. Whereas in this one, no, she just it gets just punched in the face. It was just contact and like, mm-hmm. holy. Um, really quick. And again, uh, it, it adds to the, the thing to it. Um, go on, James. Oh, really quick. It, uh, what The talk about blood uh, reminded me of uh, Romero's uh, Day of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. And how it has, um, it shows a lot of blood in that movie. Mm-hmm. Now this blood is kind of weird, though. It's um, it's very Campbell soup blood. Ah, I see. But there's a lot of it in the movie, and it's actually pretty uncomfortable to watch, even though it does look very unrealistic, mm-hmm. especially in you know modern HD TVs, you know. But it still is very uncomfortable because a there's so much of it, and it it dribbles it it goes everywhere it's it's still really strange to watch and it, mm-hmm. and you feel wrong watching it so yeah the there are movies that do do that and they yeah they get that same kind of effect is that it's it's uncanny well it, it less uncanny and more just like it's very real or it it just makes you uncomfortable because that's not supposed to happen this is mm. entirely against our our survival or like self-preservation in- instincts right you want to keep all this liquid inside you um right and yeah no it's just it's unsettling is what it is and it's mm-hmm. even more unsettling in animation because you don't expect something like that from animation right it's supposed to be made for "Quote unquote," supposed to be made for um, you know kids, and you know it's supposed to be not very explicit about these things, and blah blah blah. Granted, you know maybe um, 
probably at least during even at least during that that time um maybe in japan there wasn't really much or it wasn't very strict of um of like censorship laws right because a lot of a lot of the animation in the western world is subject to a lot of censorship laws which limits them from actually being able to explore blood and death and all that um all that great stuff um right. and and maybe animation was a lot more accepted in adult content um in japan at even now i suppose um and so you know they were they were more they just there was no hesitation in it yeah. like there they, they wasn't half-assed there was there was no hesitation it was like yeah of course she got punched there's gonna be blood yeah they got caught by a um by biker gangs and she's a girl naturally they're gonna rip her clothes off right like mm-hmm. it's all very real um but you're not you don't expect it from an animation because you're not you're not used to it being explicit right and it's still definitely a problem here in the west um i think the thing that most exemplifies that is um in the 2016 oscars don't quote me on that but in the 2016 oscars you had uh the best animation category you had um anomalisa which is a stop motion animated film by Charlie Kaufman about a man dealing with depression. And you also had Shaun the Sheep, the movie. Oh, good God, Shaun the Sheep. Yeah, the movie. Why? I, I don't know. It's, it's it, Animation is still seen as like this lesser medium in the west and that's why you get this d- dark take on uh depression and the modern uh issues and a movie about a sheep in the same in the same category yeah running side by side yeah mm-hmm. that's not mm, not yeah. great and i'm not making fun of sean the sheep the movie of course not. It, I'm making fun of the people who think that it's the same as a, another movie about that's made for adults. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this is why this is kind of why Akira broke through. It's completely different from everything that was being made at the time. In terms of both uh, the story that was being told and the quality of the animation, um, the I guess in the West there was a breakthrough of adult animation with stuff like Ralph Bakshi's Fritz the Cat, but that is a completely different uh, tone and style to something like Akira. Which has, mm-hmm. which I, well, I guess I haven't seen Fritz the Cat. We might watch it. Emphasis on might. Mm-hmm. Because, uh. It's questionable. It's questionable. Ralph Bakshi is an interesting man. Uh-huh. He is, he is a very interesting man. But, um. Yeah, the 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 whole tone and style that that was the 
Western animation trying to break into more adult themes was much more juvenile, much more focused on the discourse of the time and the and the trying to be taken seriously by putting in adult themes in the in a very much more clumsy way. You know what I'm talking about, right, Maria? Yeah, no, it's it's kind of like you're trying to legitimize. It's kind of like what what DC was is trying to do oh, with their God. movies by by trying to make it darker and like grungier to be taken more seriously, right? Like they're right. they're trying to yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I mean yeah. like you you are correct in that. Yeah, so it's kind of like maybe you should help. But it, it it might it, it they're going about it the wrong way essentially, mm-hmm. um, and it makes you look goofier. Yeah, I don't I don't think these movies have aged well into the modern mm-hmm. era. But I think we we probably do owe a debt to stuff like that. But I think we owe a much bigger debt to Akira mm-hmm. for being that more adult, more story driven um themed theme focused movie that deals with issues and not and mm-hmm. not issues right um and like the it, it was very, again very story driven cuz i didn't like any of the characters in that <laughs> in that uh, yeah so this is my second time watching akira and okay and you you know if it was the first time watching it, I might have had some qualms with your analysis, Maria. Uh-huh. You would have well, fought me. Yeah, I would have fought you on this. But watching it a second time, and I'm going to get a little bit ahead of this, I did see some of the weaknesses of this movie. <laughs> As you know. Look, there is no perfect movie, okay? Okay. Well, what I noticed was they deviated from the model Several times. Uh, what model are we talking about? Like the the character the, the 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 like the model model the the character model, um, where like sometimes the faces oh. were just absurd. Like they they weren't <laughs> their faces anymore. Um, oh yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, and I mean again, it, it happens every now and again. This was very again. It's not very like. We need to flush out these characters, therefore they need perfectly good character designs. Like, no, there was no focus on the characters whatsoever. They were all, they were mostly all very shitty. And the two characters that I actually really liked ended up dying. So, which one? And even then, one of them was shitty. Um, the the one guy who was with. Um, Ashido, that was his name, right? The the main the main heroes, the the guy who has the red bike, isn't that what his name was? That's uh, Canada. Canada, yes. Okay, yep, him. His, so the the guy who was with him, um, that that um Tetsuo kills in the bar. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. And then, you liked him. Yeah, he was still a dick, though. He was just, uh, kind of funny. Um, okay, fair enough. And then, I guess. yeah, and like he, he kind of like 
he also caught on to the fact that maybe Tetsuo is not Tetsuo and you know he's kind of smart you know mm. um and um and then the the spy who was with the girl um uh. yeah I, I liked him that was a good character I liked him he dies and then brutally he died. Dies pretty badly. Like he dies like right as there's like a, a riot happening in front of him. It's great. And definitely does not remind you how much of a spec you are in the world's existence. Of course not. Um, <laughs> um I kinda like Canada. Kinda. He, he's such a dick though. He's a, he is a big He's a. Everybody's kind of a dick in this movie. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really like any of the characters. They're all nah. pretty douchey. Like, maybe the one, the 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 kid that that was running away with the other person, oh, yeah. and uh, like maybe him. Well, like he was, he was kind of cool. Like he went back yeah. inside to get get him out. Right. You know, like like he. He was a good good kid and, like, convinced the other kids to also be good kids. Like, what I'm saying is that everyone else but the kids were shitheads. Well, like, ev- every single character in this movie is wrong. Like, e- everything they do is wrong. Yeah. It's the wrong decision. Like, um, Tetsuo, or I guess Kaneda's decision to fight Tetsuo instead of talking to him is the wrong decision uh the resistance members decision to break into that facility is wrong because they're working for that corrupt guy who just wants the psychic kids right and their power the the army general is wrong for taking over and you know for being very yeah for being very like staunch and and unwavering in his morals which at this like As great as his morals might be, is is more detrimental in this particular situation. He's kind of the least dickish guy in the movie, which is is. weird. Which is weird because we're supposed to see him as like this villain causing the coup. But he's actually just looking out for these little super powered kids and is also trying to fund sort of this this research by these scientists. Mm hmm. And is is more of like the greater good type, right? Um, right. He's seen the end of the world, basically. He saw Akira uh, destroy Tokyo, I think mm-hmm. is the thing. And mm-hmm. he's trying to prevent that again. Right. And that's why he ta- he's taking care of these kids. He's trying to ensure that they don't have to go through what Akira did. Mm-hmm. But he also sees their power and is like, it's I really need to keep tempting. This ki- yeah, like he—he's also. It's also very interesting because he actually cares about these kids, right? Right. Like no one in a life-threatening situation. If if these kids were very, if even if these kids were just like money minting things, he didn't really need them. He already had enough data on them mm-hmm. to to do whatever. But he actually cared for them, and when Tetsuo was losing his shit, he was there and was, like, trying to keep the kids away, right? Right. So he actually cared about these kids and wanted to keep them away from all the corrupt politicians because he knew that the moment they got got their hands on him, um, they were just going to admit these kids, mm-hmm. right? 
Right, it'd be um, over. It'd be another Akira situation. Yeah, basically. And so he's just, you know, like he's the least bad of all the bads. Which is so bizarre because he's a it's, militaristic asshole. Yeah, like he stages a coup and everything, and you're just like, wait. I mean, you're you're just kind of. It's it's one of those situations where situations where you're not wrong, but there's better ways to do this. Right. Right. Like. Yeah. He... There's 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 better ways to deal with the situation. This is gonna make everything worse, right? Um, it's it's kind of a theme. Like, if he could just express himself better to these politicians, like they don't trust him because he can't really express himself in anything but militaristic language and means. Mm-hmm. And they're they're working off a completely different system than him, and he cannot reconcile that, right? Or work with somebody who can help him do that because I'm, I'm he he's the he's in charge. He he's the man who should be in charge. Why is why aren't they listening to him? Very right, uh, you know, right. A, a military idea. Yeah, like, I am in charge, you need to follow my command because I am superior. Yeah, like, I'm the superior command, but which doesn't work when it comes to politicians because, duh, it never does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's-, it's, it's, it's very interesting. So what you're saying is all of this could have been avoided if if the if Colonel Mustard just had... <laughs> I'm just going to call him that because yeah, that's what I called fine. him. Because yeah. Colonel Mustard didn't have a good PR agent is what you're saying. Uh, kind of. I'm more... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm more bringing it into kind of a theme that's running. Is that nobody talks to each other in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Everyone is just sort of ready with their fists. Mm-hmm. Um, which, well, that's kind of what happens, you know. Like these people are all just angry, right? Um, and then they're all men, so naturally, I'm just angry. <laughs> Why are you angry? Just let's talk about it. No, I want to punt something. And you're just right. like, just really? <laughs> Is that going to save anyone? No, but it makes me feel good. It's like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, the, like these boys, the, the yeah. biker gang, or uh, Tetsuo's, not Tetsuo's, Kaneda's biker gang, like, mm-hmm. they. All they know is violence. Yeah, like, they're young teenage boys that are in like the the worst school, mm-hmm. where they they're not learn they don't learn anything else other than like violence. Because even when they're like reprimanded, they're not like this is why it was wrong. This is what you know. This is what your punishment is. No, they just get whacked in the face. Yep. They like get punched in the face and then told to basically fuck off. And exactly, like what else are these? They're teenagers. They're angry, hot blooded, so much testosterone. Like, what are you mm-hmm. expecting to happen here? Right. So if all you know is violence, you're gonna go and find more violence because that's yeah, all you know. That's all you know, right? And hence the biker gang situation. They need a way. They need an outlet. This is their outlet. Mm-hmm. Tetsuo has genuine issues. He has He's... no outlet. No, I mean, he doesn't even have an outlet through violence, really, because he's the the lowest rung in their gang. 
Exactly. So he d- he doesn't get to do whatever he wants, and then he tries to do whatever he wants because he's he's a loose cannon, basically. Right. And it's... now this loose cannon has superpowers. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like you don't want that, and most of this can be avoided if Tetsuo and Kanada just talk to each other, right? Right. Instead of just blasting each other with guns and superpowers. Yeah, it's it's kind of the great tragedy of the movie is that it's it all could have been avoided if they had just been honest with what they're feeling. And, you know, that's very like, all you need to do is express your feelings and well, you'll yes, feel better. But it's solves, true. It's true. <laughs> yes. If you tell people what your problems are, you feel better because now it's not ruminating in your head anymore. And maybe they can help you. And if they can't, you've already put it out there so you know what you're dealing with, right? Like, right. it's a win-win either way. Uh, but, you know, it's bleeding heart and all that. <laughs> well, I think, like, one of the other things is that I, uh, Kaneda, he's an asshole, all right. He is. He's a but, little dick. But I think he does feel like a genuine. He does care about Tetsuo. He does, yes. And he, but in yes. true, true teenage boy fashion, mm. he bosses him around and makes fun of him instead of actually just being like, "Hey, you okay, man?" Right. And in the end, like, he's blasting him with a laser beam. Exactly. Like, it, to it, this is help true him. teenage boy fashion is like, I don't need to talk to him because we're bros. Bros don't feel anything, right? As right. he cries in the corner somewhere. Like, he, yeah, he doesn't even cry for Tetsuo's death. God. Like, it feels like there's no like catharsis at the end for the emotions that built up and exploded in this thing. Right. It, I mean the other the, the the other biker that got left out, he cried. He was crying. Yeah, like he felt like he saw the shit that Tetsuo was doing. He he saw his friend die. And he yeah. felt sad about it. He actually like and, portrayed it, like actually, you know, cried about it and felt right. it. But he's I also mean, the one who didn't go to Tetsuo and fucking shoot him. <laughs> it, which I was mean, Kaneda's I suppose, response. Well, I mean, because Kanada was kind of in that whole like weird white sphere. So we don't know what kind of reconciliation happened in there. Because maybe they mm. were in like sort of a super conscious situation where he realized okay this is bound to happen and you know like it was sort of like a uh, a sort of um satisfied ending that he knew that tetsuo had to leave and that he was okay in a sense right Right. um he's just everywhere now because you know, he's just part of the super intelligence and is everywhere now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why, like, you know, he was in that super consciousness for a little while. So maybe he just was like, okay, well, Tetsu's happy. I'm happy. Mm, whatever. Um, you know. Right. 
like we don't exactly know what happened in there other than him like going through those sort of memories right um mm -hmm. right it's it's yeah it's still though it's it's two different sides it's one guy who is expressing his grief over the loss of two friends in one dying and what the other one killing that one and mm -hmm. Kanada not expressing his grief oh not at all because he's the hero of the movie so naturally <laughs> i guess so yeah but him instead like expressing his grief through an outward expression of force which is right the only thing he knows how to do yeah again it makes sense Mm -hmm. character-wise because yeah that's what they grew up with right like mm, right. you feel something you punch something naturally um like that's a natural response and i mean again this was in the 1980s right like mm -hmm. and expression of emotion wasn't really the top of the chart of manliness <laughs> right like right right it's okay for the side character to do that because they're the beta, right? Like, <laughs> the alpha can't do that. He's an alpha male, right? It, right. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, in 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 total like honesty, that's what is happening. Um, the side character is allowed to do it because he's not supposed to be the the main manly man, so he can do it, right? Like, yeah. But he he can't because he's the manly man and therefore, you know, doesn't he got rid of his tear ducts, remember he just cut it off. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone now. They don't exist. Yep. So how do we criticize this in a from a twenty nineteen perspective then? I mean Again, I don't blame it for a lot of its first things it was a japanese creation right mm -hmm. and japan has like less than stellar gender norms yeah like speaking from an outside perspective right like i haven't mm -hmm. been to japan i haven't lived there i haven't lived the culture but from what i know i've read and heard and seen yeah, Japan isn't really known for its equal treatment of women, right? So it's unsurprising yeah. that women play a very underwhelming role in the movie, right? In that there's only one. Well, even then, she's puppeteered, right? Like, Right, she has no real agency. Like, she is is supposed to be an agent she's not very good at that apparently um and i mean she didn't get captured at all she didn't no which is nice um but that's because tetsuo showed up uh not tetsuo um kanada kanada showed up right right so again that agency is already removed right she, like she shouldn't have been there in the first place right like mm -hmm. if she's a good agent she shouldn't have been there in the first place but we're we're supposed to think that she's a good agent. Um I guess. Yeah. Like yeah, like our we're supposed to think that she's good at her job, right? Um I don't know if anybody's good at their job though. We don't, we don't, exactly. Um and 
and then again, you know, like, he shows up every time, and, you know, she kills someone, she's supposed to be an agent, she's, it's, you'd assume that she'd already killed someone at some point in her life, but apparently that was the first time she killed someone for a complete stranger, right? Um, oh, she killed someone hard, though. She shot him in the cheek. Yeah, she shot half the face off. Um, face off. But again, like, my point being that, they, again, it's a very underwhelming role. Right. For her. They don't really show us any of the fight, like much of the fight between her being puppeteered and Tetsuo, right? Mm-hmm. You see a little bit here and there, but then after that, it's just lights swishing and sw- slashing here and there. Oh, right, yeah. <sighs> Which is really cool um, and a smart move for a fight scene. Um, right. But again, like, it doesn't really show much of her prowess, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's being puppeteered by some super-powered kids. Yeah, um, she doesn't get powers like Tetsuo. It's, it's, it's yeah, somebody she's, else's Yeah, she's powers. just a vessel, right? She's right. just a vessel. Even in terms of, like, the the children, it, the female one is the one with, like, the mental powers rather than, like, actual physical or, like, you know, destroy things power because that's a guy's power obviously obviously um like again i'm not saying they consciously sat down and was like she's a girl therefore she should have like but it's it's a subconscious decision there's enough of it, it happens enough for you to be like yeah no it's not a subcon it's it's not a conscious decision but it happens subconsciously enough that it it alludes to a, a greater problem Right. right, like, yeah. I'm not saying people sit in the in the writing room and are like, well, <clears throat> we need to make sure that the girls have no agency. Did you just take some cocaine? No, I sipped a cup of coffee. Oh. <laughs> it looked like you were wiping your nose. And it was no, like, I was just like... Was she doing cocaine? <laughs> we have cameras on now, so we can yeah. see each other. We can see each other. Oh, um, uh, but you yeah. know, like it's it's not a conscious decision being made. And again, this is a movie from the 1980s, so mm-hmm. I don't expect any better from them, right? Like mm-hmm. this, this just how society was. We can't really change it. We can comment on it. Yeah, but but it makes sense for for it to be that way. Like the other girl that was that is in it, they're either all freaking gold diggers well they're not gold diggers but you know what i mean they're they were very frugal bike their, diggers yeah they were very frugal in their in their um intentions to hang out with guy with these guys right yeah the one that actually cared about the person that she was going out with goes out tries to run away with them gets punched in the face and has her shirt ripped off mm-hmm. tries to go convince him to come back um when he turns into a weird when he like loses the fight or I don't know if he wins the fight, but like loses the fight to, to, um, the chick. Um, and so she tries to convince him and, you know, he just freaking loses his mind. It pushes her away several times. Like she's only here to help you. And she's like, go away, leave me alone. And then when she's leaving, he's like, no, come back. And it's just like, you kidding me right now? He's, he's so insecure. And then he's he ends up so absorbing insecure. her and killing yeah, her. No, he doesn't even absorb her. He crushes her. Right. Like she just kind of like 
like gets smushed in there like a grape. Yep. Um, Which caught me by surprise. Great. I thought they saved her, but apparently not. From no, a- she just does not make it out of that, and she's yeah. one of the more pure-hearted ones. Like I, I yeah. kind of liked her as a character because, like, oh, you're in a toxic relationship, but I uh, guess you're a teenager, so it's fine. Yeah. Um. Well, she's in a relationship with a guy who's super insecure about himself. Yeah, and then she still likes him, you know? Like, that's that's cute yeah. and wholesome, and then she just freaking gets squished like a grape, and you're like, well, shit. Okay, no room for home- wholesome, it seems. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest tragedy here is that if they were raised in a different environment, I can see Kaneda being a more noble hero. I can see Tetsuo being a more... Uh, even even person, somebody who can have these issues but can still be more sympathetic to an right. audience and that and but they're in this environment that just will not allow them to mm-hmm. be anything other than maniacs basically it, it's yeah like it's hard to break out of that thing and um it, it goes to show how much the way the area that you're brought up in has to do with who you are and what you become eventually right like Mm -hmm. if you grow up in a very toxic masculinity society full of toxic masculinity that's where you learn to be when you grow up and you perpetuate this thing right um right and these kids that's what they were taught by their coach because when they were bad they got punched so if they think someone's bad they gotta punch them right like that's what they've learned that's how it's supposed to be handled Mm. um there is no other way to deal with conflict except for punching it um right which ends up just destroying everybody yeah it's it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's just a a death death sentence feeding into itself um spiraling into something worse right um right and i I think that's one of the things that that makes this movie kind of one of the things why one of the reasons why this movie is so good is because they're not trying to hide that they're not trying to hide the fact that you know this stuff doesn't exist or it, it would have been very easy for them to have gone for the very classic chivalrous hero but they didn't Mm -hmm. um all of this feels very deliberately done to show something to make a point um which i appreciate right um so how about we transition to the setting right of akira which is um actually more interesting than the characters in the series right or the movie in the series (laughs) yes in the movie yeah um they're supposed to be in kind of a well they're set the thing is set in 2019 (laughs) yeah yeah where's our where's our uh everything really yeah, where's like, where's all the the cool stuff, man? Yeah, we were promised. Uh, well, that was like what was that in Back to the Future? Was, uh, I think it was 2015, oh my wasn't God. it? Or 20? 
yeah, it was like 2015 is when he goes into the future and there's hoverboards, oh, wow. there's Jaws 37. Where's Jaws 37 <laughs> in 3D or 4D or 5D or whatever it was in the in movie? Like 8D where you're just submerged in water and we're wearing mm-hmm. a VR headset and watching this movie. Exactly. Where's that? Where's my? Where are the malt shops that are for some reason still around? Oh my god. Yeah, there was like a weird like 50s diner that was still there in 2015. Of course, naturally. <laughs> or 2014, I can't remember what it was, but I anyway. Mean, I would go to a diner. <laughs> Diners uh, are great. I like the aesthetic. Uh, one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> he goes up to the diner and he's just like, milk, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's me right there. Yeah, right there. Oh god, yep. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Yeah, who that did was it? Crispin Glover. That yep. was Crispin Glover when he was older and not yep. not Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. Uh, 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 anyway. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. The setting of Akira is yes. fascinating. I think. Yeah, it's supposed to be this future after the war. Um, World and, War Three. Is it after World War Three? Yes, at the beginning. Okay, it's after World War Three, which no, 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 yeah. Anyway, let's just not get too real, real quick. Um, yeah, we're here to uh, have fun. Yeah. Um, and there are riots happening, which I don't actually understand why the riots are happening. Um, but I just know that there were riots happening. It's it's this whole idea. I think is that these people are. They're following the teachings of Akira, who, mm-hmm. for all they know, is kind of just like a nuclear, a nuke, really? Basically, yeah. Like, Akira, like a calamity. They think of Akira right. as a calamity, right? Like right. Like a, I, th- I think they're, because they, Akira went crazy and exploded. Mm-hmm. And so... What they're, what they think? I think they think that he's like going to revive the city. He's he's going to bring out another calamity that'll that'll wash away the the filth of the city and bring it into new heights. I think it, it expands more in the so. manga, but um, yeah, like I haven't read the manga, and then the, the yeah. movie isn't very explicit in trying to explain many of the things. But there's a lot no. of riots happening, and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, oh, plus it, it's a lot of anti-government sentiment or military. Yeah, very, very like anti-military because you know there's riot police like shooting and punching people. Like the one scene <laughs> where <laughs> it's funny, but I can imagine that happening somewhere in Hong Kong right now. Um, Too real. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just like it. the one of the riot police just shoots one of the smoke grenades into somebody's oh, God. face. Oh, that was horribly funny. Uh, he just pops out of the smoke, and then the the cop pops out of the smoke, and he just they just look at each other, and then boop, and then he goes flying. He's just like a funk, and then he just gets hit, and, just, and you're just like, wait a minute, what? what? You're supposed to be police. He didn't do anything to you yet. Well, that's what police do. Uh, police brutality. Anyway, too, too um, real. Everything is too close to reality right now. This this movie being 
made at least 40 years ago. 30 years ago. 40 years We're ago. We're living 30. in the worst fucking dystopia ever. Like the, the most, not the worst, but the most boring dystopia ever like in all these other dystopias they have at least like magic cell phones or aliens or like a face or like there's one dictator that has taken over and it's just really really bad whereas right right now it's just like gradually getting more and more inconvenient and and bad but it's so (sighs) slow that it's kind of like i guess i could deal with it but it's just very gradual and doesn't just hit you in one go where you're like living in a bunker now. You're right. just living your life steadily losing your will to live. Yeah, I I think we'd be happier if we were in bunkers. If if we all just like everybody bought a bunker and lived in it. I think we would be like we would feel more stable. Yeah. We would feel more secure. Yeah. It'd be hell. Was just underground. Yeah. Just live there. Yeah. It, yeah, it would suck, but we would feel better, <laughs> which is weird. I, yeah, it's this kind of weird situation where it's like, oh, something bad's gonna happen. It should happen, or 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 we just need to get out of this sort of mm. timeless, inconsequential existence. Right. Yeah, all of our uh, all of our existences are now inconsequential. <laughs> More than before. The world's gonna end. What's the world's yeah. gonna end eventually? It's fine. Yeah, the Amazon's on fire <sighs> and all that shit. So all that great stuff. Know. Apparently, it rained. So so it's kind of mm. like dying down. Oh, it rained in a rainforest. Wow. 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 Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> slowly going from Owen Wilson to a cat. Meow. <laughs> Wow! Oh my god! Anyway, um, moving on back to back to the setting. I Um, I think Akira's lasting impact is definitely not through the characters, but through the setting. It really like looking at it. I saw so many things that are just like, I recognize that from that thing. I recognize that from that thing. <laughs> like, fucking Batman Beyond. Do you remember Batman Beyond? No. Oh. It's Batman in the future. Oh, okay. It, it's so Akira. It is like 100% like took Akira and just wore it. <laughs> he's it, not wearing a bat suit he's wearing a kira suit yes he's just wearing a kira <laughs> but it's got it's got clowns in it it's it's just got the clowns oh no the clowns that's i think that's what the rival gang is just called it's called the clowns yeah 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 which uh, fine i like yeah, i like I'm, that. I'm okay with that it's it's very like if you've ever seen you have, i know you haven't seen it but if you've seen the movie the warriors like it's about uh, street gangs in New York, and but it's very—they've got like these weird ass gangs. Like they've got a mime gang. I think they have like a football gang in that movie. Yeah, I know, I know. It's so weird. That would make life in New York very interesting. It would, yes, if there were just gangs of mimes coming. That and... reminds me of of um, an an anime my friend, my roommate was, was, was wants me to watch. It's called Dollars. I think. I've never heard of that one. Or like, dur. Oh, durarara. 
Yes, the ra-ra-ra-ra. That one. I've dipped my toe into that. I have not seen much of it. Yeah, it's about, like, street gangs in this little city. Mm. It's, like, they're all, like, supposed to be, like, color color coordinated. Like, there's the dollars, and then there's the, what are they, the yellow scarves or something like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, and there's like a few different. I haven't. I've watched one episode, and um, I really like the soundtrack. But anyway, we're digressing again. We are digressing. Uh, yeah. So this setting, I think, is very influential, and it's it's been copied wholesale into <laughs> from into a lot of different properties. It's like the definitely the aesthetic of it, mostly. I think is what people James, are really James. Drawn to. I think but, the right word is inspired. No. 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 Paying homage. No. 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 Straight up stole it. They just straight up stole it. Alright, if you say so. I do say so. They've fucking stolen that that bike slide from the key, <laughs> from the opening scene so many goddamn times since a fucking I really website. I wish there was more of that bike because that was a beautiful bike. <laughs> it's a they very way cool too bike. Much time talking about that bike for it to not show up anymore i know it's like it's got like afterburners it can go like mach 7 million they they talk about all that shit and it's at the beginning and barely at the end they don't even talk about it they just write it and then it gets trashed like tetsuo talks about it at the very beginning yeah yeah oh and then he steals it Oh yeah, he steals it. Yeah, there's that That's one scene where he steals it. That's how gets raped. Yeah, because they're like, "Hey, it's that guy that beat us up. Let's yeah, get let's him. Let's go beat him up now." Yeah. Oh my god. That's how Tetsuo loses his shit too. Right. <sighs> Tetsuo. God damn it, Tetsuo. God damn it, Tetsuo. Why are you like this, buddy? Old it, buddy, old pal. Old buddy, old pal. Inferiority complex. Such a f- inferiority complex. When you got it's, like a big brother figure like Canada, it's it's any wonder, you know. I mean, yes and no. It's kind of like if you have a problem, then just leave, right? Huh. Or deal with your insecurity. Right, like, mm-hmm. and that's usually how these arcs go, right? Like, right. You either deal with said insecurity, or you leave and become a pain in said insecurity's ass. That's a good point, Maria. Why? Okay, he couldn't just leave. I mean, he could no. have. Like, he has fucking superpowers. He can go and do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. And the one thing he wanted to do was show up Canada. Yep. He he could have gone and become king of the goddamn world. But the only thing he wanted to do with his powers was to lord them over Canada, which is just such a human thing to do. It's so it's so silly because I doubt that Canada whatever he did um or when he was bossing Tetsuo around, was not because he was trying to hold that power over him. It was because he was yeah. trying to look out for this kid who, for, for from the very start, he is seen get beat up and be, you know, ostracized in the school that he was in, right? Like, it's yeah. just second nature to Kanada now to take care of Tetsuo 
because he cares for him. Right. But and- for Tetsuo, suddenly now, because raging hormones and whatnot, <laughs> he feels like he needs to be the big boss, right? Or he just doesn't like being bossed around. Well, again, here's the thing. He wants to prove himself to be more than Kaneda, thus giving, still giving Kaneda more power over him, right? Like, it's it's such a bizarre psychological thing where it's kind of like you can't just be happy with yourself now that you have soup even even if you have superpowers you still you're still so wrapped up in your emotions that someone else is in control of you still and Mm. they don't even want to be in control of you right now right yeah he he gives so much power and majesty to Kanada who is really just a little shit bag. Yeah, like, Tetsu could have just left. He had superpowers. Yeah. He was like, screw this shit. I don't want to be under your wing anymore or thumb anymore, and I'm just going to leave. You could just leave. Yep. And go away. I think... Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting arc a character arc for these two. But I don't think it's a productive one. In that it in that it shows the audience this these two people who are fundamentally broken and there's no like I said at the beginning there's no real resolution to anything. Not really. The military's still in charge. Yep. The politics uh, the psychics are gone. Yep. So, but they, they'll probably be back, I think, is what they kind of imply. Well, they'll kind of, like, become this collective intelligence type thing, right? Like, they've right. they just, like, dispersed themselves into the world and can, like, maybe manifest again, right? Right. Like, that was the idea of what happened to Akira, that when he exploded, he just became part of the world mm. now. Right. Canada hasn't resolved any of his issues. The the nope. city has not grown or changed. We we have just witnessed kind of just a scene. Of kind of like city. a little piece in this entire like situation. Which again, I mean you mm-hmm. you say that there is a manga, so they probably just picked an arc and was like, Okay, well we gotta Well, okay, it's it's weird. So what I know of this is that the movie goes through the first few volumes. The, those had been written and drawn before Kira had gone into production, and they okay. acted as kind of this this uh, test script, I think, for it. Mm-hmm. And then it adapts the last volume of the manga. So and they just kind of skip the middle. Yeah, there's like a there's a I think there's like seven volumes in the whole series. Okay. And so yeah, they kind of skip the middle bit of the manga. Because it hadn't been written, because it's written and drawn by, or I don't know if it's drawn, but it's written by the guy who wrote the movie. So, and he was basically writing this whole thing as they were making the movie. Oh, God. Yeah. So that really it, it attributes to why Akira's story is kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. In that it really wasn't planned out. 
I'm right, sure he had very, an idea. It, was, it wasn't very comprehensive to the to the people watching. Like, it was right. very cool and symbolic and, you know, all that. But um, mm-hmm. it was like you could get lost easily because especially if you have no idea what the hell is going on, right? Right. Because it's not just like any kind of like political um, political drama type, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it has super people in it. Right, it's it's not just some kind of um, political situation, and there's a storyline on it, and you know there's like a dystopia and riots and you know that kind of stuff, right. um, revolution and rebellion type. It's there's more things involved which people don't know about necessarily, right? And it's very mm-hmm. like hinted at, and you're supposed to assume of a lot of things. It doesn't make the movie any less fun. Oh, interesting yeah. it's just kind of like you're you're a little lost sometimes right. um uh, but yeah. i mean mm. eh. Eh. it does leave you mm. a little lost yes mm-hmm. i've heard um, the manga is very good i ha- i have not read it, it it's okay. expensive because they're huge ah i see so that's that's gonna that's gonna have to be like a special, a fun purchase. endeavor, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, it, it and maybe the manga gives more context to a lot of things. I don't know, but I think at this point, the the story of the characters really is not that strong, and I kind of want to I kind of want to give some recommendations. Of okay. this story arc done better. Okay. And I think probably the biggest one I can do right now is the is Vinland Saga, which is going on right now on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It is about a kid named Thorfinn. It takes place in um, what are the, uh, the Nordic countries. Uh, you've got Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Iceland, and Finland in uh in viking times and thorfinn has a pretty similar sort of relationship that kanada and tetsuo have with another character okay Okay. so is he the kanada or is he the tetsuo uh he is the tetsuo okay Uh, but there is much more of an exploration of that and right his and there's an actual resolution to it mm-hmm. that is both is that a movie or a tv show? no it's it's an anime going on right now oh, okay i don't know how much of the manga they're gonna adapt though i've heard it's really good though which okay. is good but anyway i would recommend vidland saga the other one i would really recommend is berserk the oh, okay. m- the manga berserk because the anime is a little janky <laughs> Okay, but it, it's a little janky. Yeah, but I think Berserk was influenced by Akira in that it has a very, very, very Kanada Tetsuo relationship between two mm-hmm. characters. But it is taken in so many different directions that is so so much deeper. They have a much more um, subtle romantic relationship than in the sexual tension. Yes, mm. sexual tension. There's a lot more of a of a exploration of that relationship and how mm-hmm. it can be taken to vastly different ex- like 
vastly deeper extremes than even Akira touched on. Oh my god. Alright then. So I would highly recommend Berserk and Finland Saga. If mm-hmm. you want the... If Kanada and Tetsuo, the memes, if you want a deeper exploration of their arcs, seek out those stories. Right. I mean, I I think is 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 that one? Um, is Finland Saga on Netflix? No, it's on Amazon. Okay, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, or maybe it's on your Netflix. Possibly. Possibly, Canadian. Who knows? Yeah, but it um, is, but in the U.S. at least it's on Amazon. Okay. And uh, as I said, I've heard very good things. We were going to watch it, but then you mm-hmm. wanted to watch Fruits Basket. I apologize for that <laughs> it's, lapse in judgment. No, I wanted to watch it too. I was hoping it'd be good. Yeah, I mean, I heard good things about it. Again, it didn't... I didn't know it would be that bad. No. At least um, we got to watch Host Club. Yes, we did. I, I loved that show way too much. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy, holy moly. <laughs> but um, let's actually yeah. talk about the animation aspect of this movie that oh, we're actually supposed right. to talk about. Well, we talk about a lot of things on this stupid show. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but okay, Maria, what do, let's... You, what do you think about the animation? James? Holy mother of God, these poor animators! They <laughs> okay. So we have to re-explain a concept here. Do you know uh, the the animation? technique of animating on ones twos threes fours might be a thing i can't remember but ones twos and threes Mm -hmm. uh the best way to think about this is in a standard tv show 20 minutes of animation tv animation is mostly animated on twos uh which is 24 frames a second if Mm -hmm. animation cut down that by half Two divided by two, 12, 12 frames of animation per second. Uh, and that's how many frames you're going to use. Or, let me get the calculator out. Let me get the calculator. All right. So if you got 12 frames of animation per second, 60 seconds per minute with a 20 minute. Let's just be generous and just say 20 minutes. So you're going to have about 14,000 frames of animation. But oh God. that's like really, 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 really overstating it. Because you're also going to animate on threes, which, you know, 24 divided by three. That's going to be eight frames of animation per second. So... Times that by that, times that by that. So you just get 9,000 frames per second. And then you've got stills and, you know. 9,000 frames per second? Or per, per episode, sorry. Per 20 episode, minutes of animation. 20 minute episode, okay. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? But then you've got animating on ones, which is where you animate every single second frame of that second of animation. And it is... Uh, it's not used that often, especially in TV animation. You're going to get that in fight scenes, usually. Mm-hmm. And that's about 28 
thousand frames of animation. If you did a, an entire episode in just ones, which is insanity, right? So is that so? Basically, you're gonna animate on twos and threes mostly because it's easier. You're mm-hmm. not doing as many frames. You're not, you know, people aren't gonna notice. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's not. You're not sacrificing much quality by animating on twos. But, you know, you animate on ones when you kind of want to show off mm-hmm. because it it's going to look smoother. Mm-hmm. And Akira is mostly animated on ones. There are a hundred and sixty thousand frames of animation, almost all of them hand drawn, hand painted in this movie. As it was mostly animated on ones. Oof. Oof is right. Akira is a smooth, smooth, buttery piece of animation. And it looks gorgeous. It does. Yes. I I, enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed most of the bike scenes. Mm-hmm. I know. Big surprise, right? Um, but I really, really enjoyed, like, the first few scenes. Um, I enjoyed, um, the one with the helicopter. I liked how the water actually moved, like, water. Right. The little hover Um, thing. Yeah, the hover things. Yeah. Uh, that was very cool. Yep. Mm, Let's see, the blood. (laughs) Definitely. <laughs> yeah, the blood, obviously. Smoke from the smoke bombs. Mm-hmm. That actually moved around. That was yep. very good. Um, let me see what else. They had some very cool transition transition frames. They had a um, wipe, didn't they? Like the the one the one where like it was the the girl and and the and the the power the the power girl. And they, they, their faces kind of like superimpose on each other. Oh yeah, some very good transitions on that. Um, kind of escape. Oh god. Which Edna oh, would god. get a heart attack after seeing that. She'd just be like, "No." Um, Wait, well, yeah. No capes. No capes. <laughs> oh god, those poor anime. I bet animating that cape was just hell. Yeah, they were probably like, why do we have to do this again? Because the boss wants it like that. But it's just a cape. Do it right. <laughs> it's not just a cape, goddammit. Some really hardworking animators right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, everybody in this animation team needs, like, all of the awards. Because, mm-hmm. holy crap, every single one of them on point. Nothing looked bad in this movie, except for the things that were supposed to look bad, obviously. Naturally. Yes. So the animation for um, Tetsuo's arm, um, that was very cool. When it was, like, sort of extending out into the, like, like the wires extending out into the, um, into the chair. That was very cool. Him mm. just becoming a giant monstrosity that was <laughs> the very thing cool. 
Yeah, um, the weird brain waves thing. That oh. animation was very cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, background shots. Some of the background shots were very nice. See, I always talk about backgrounds because they're really cool. Yeah, background artists—they don't get enough uh, love. They really don't. Yeah. So, so some of my favorite shots were just the shots of them like moving and their faces and their expressions. Mm-hmm. Like seeing the fluidity of their like. So in like more regular series the faces are going to be pretty flat they're going to show one emotion that's going to be pretty you know over overly dramatic yes whereas in akira the faces move fluidly as they're you know as they're emoting they go you know you're going to see a bunch of different emotions on the faces at one you know in one scene Instead mm-hmm. of just that one, like, I'm angry now, and I'm going to rumble, rumble, grumble. and Because right. they can't change my face my face frame thing right. without paying the animators a few more bucks. bucks. Yeah. And so I just enjoyed looking at, like, their expressions and how, and how like, just crazy, like, you get a lot of empathy through that. Yeah. You see it's, their emotions more. It's very, it's a lot more natural. Natural emotions, very, uh, mm-hmm. again, very real aesthetic, almost. Right. Trying to, trying to not romanticize this uh, place and situation, which is really bizarre because it has stuff like superpowers in it. <laughs> um, right. But also maintains a level of gritty realism. Um within it Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i think the animation the way that they decided to make the characters and the models sort of adds to that realism that they're trying to go for um it's not glamorized it's not fantasized it's grungy it's gritty it's got blood it's got gore coups smoke bombs death Right, like yeah. five minutes into the show, and you already have someone dying. It's like, wait a minute, we just kind of started. What? <laughs> wait a minute. We just got here. We just we just started this. Can we just ease into it? No. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very, yeah. Um, and the animation style really, really adds to that, um, that feel. Hmm. Um. I don't know. It's very cool. Again, it was like painted, so it's not like really bright or anything. But no, they do but, a good job yeah. because they have really a bunch of night shots. They have good night shots, but it looks nice. Right. The explosion when Tetsuo's bike. Oh uh, yeah, sort of, that's a good one. That's a very good like slide explode thing that happened. That was very fun. Um. Them dragging Tetsu away with his mouth still open. Oh, God. That is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun for Tetsuo. <laughs> He's already unconscious. It's fine. Yeah. I, th- um, I think one of my favorite expressions, though, is the um, 
the kid who gets rescued, quote unquote, rescued mm-hmm. in the beginning. And he just sees the guy who is escorting him just get mowed down by the police. Oof. And you just see his like expressions just of shock, horror, and terror all at once. And him just shifting. And then just like running away, yeah. Right. It 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 creates this very bleak, very dark, and very very grim world. And it never really lets up on that. We never really see any of the good parts of this place. No, there doesn't really seem to be much in the name of good parts. Like the the council is terrible. Mm-hmm. Two people are fighting with each other consistently, sort of adding to Colonel Mustard's um, frustrations with the council that they're willing to like fight each other in the council room, but also but not willing to do anything in real life. Um, one of the councilmen falling asleep in the middle of this fight, like yeah, it's, that's a good. <laughs> it's a bleak, bleak situation. I would not. It's one of the reasons I would not be a politician. I would just be like, <laughs> every day I go to a Congress or a council meeting, I'll just be like, what am I even accomplishing here? Why am I here? What is my purpose here? Like, <laughs> nothing's happening. What am I doing here? I'm going to go now. You, you just described AOC's just entire inner monologue throughout <laughs> her day. And yet she still keeps going. I know. How does she yeah. do it? I don't know. How does her, Ilan Omar, all those people? Yeah, do they just do have it? like this little, little like pool of, of willpower? This is endless pool of willpower that they kind of siphon from. Yeah. I think <laughs> I just she just uh AOC just posted of her, her dancing with a penguin today. And it's just like it's the I think it's just the little things that keep it's them so going. Wholesome. It's very wholesome. Aww. And yet there are those assholes who are just like You're awful. I find you highly attractive and confusing <laughs> and scary. And scary. Get back to work. Oh my god. Whereas everybody else is just like, this is wholesome and I love it. It's so cute. Oh, that's amazing. AOC is a is a gem. Yep. It's a blessing to the universe. <laughs> she is. She's, um, she's a very interesting and very dynamic woman. Mm-hmm. Who I, I fully support. I don't live I where she is, so I can't vote for her, but I probably would have. Yeah, yeah, she sounds like a sounds like a fun person to be around, you know. Yeah, no, not not that you, you can't really say that much about many politicians, right? Like no, because they're all fucking like lizard people. <laughs> like what would ugh, like what would have like like dinner with Nancy Pelosi be? Like you just sit there. She's got cold chicken there, obviously. Because no, wh- she's got she's got a bowl of nails, <laughs> just like a bowl of cold nails. iron nails. 
Uh, no, those are hemp nails. She's from California. So oh, okay. They're locally sourced nails. Oh, my God. From local farmers. Of course, of course. Nail, nail farmers. That she, oh, my God. That she just eats them in front of you and you just and stare just like, at her. As uh, she, she unblinkingly looks at you. The table's too short for some reason. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, a normal table and it's just like slightly too short. Not enough to be noticeable once you walk in, but once you sit down, it's like, what is going on? <laughs> so what you're saying is my sized. No, even for you. Oh, okay. So it's awkward even for me. Okay. Yeah, somehow. 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 somehow just, just somehow. It's just weird. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, and she just like looks at you unblinkingly as she like mm-hmm. just like chomps on nails, and you're just like, um, yep. Am I supposed to get the same thing that you are? Because why not? I don't really. That's not really how. That's not how I get my daily dose of 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 iron. Um, don't I don't think that's how it works for me. Um, can God. I just get a uh, just just um some steak? Please. Um, oh my god french fries that, french. that works too you get um, nails you just get a plate of nails shoved in front of you right and... um... <laughs> anyway what were we talking about <laughs> we were talking about aoc but before Ooh. that we were talking about the council the movie has some good gags peppered in there right like yeah every now and again they'll be showing us like footage of, of, of stuff happening around in the city and they'll just be like these weird they're they make you feel bad for laughing they do yeah they're those kinds of gags where you're like huh ah, that guy's just sleeping over there he's part of the council why the hell is he sleeping right like mm-hmm. A, it's funny, but B, also, what the fuck, right? Like, or, ah, he got shot by the by the smoke grenade. Oh, my God. gosh, he got shot by a smoke grenade. Yeah, you laugh, and then you're just like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, fuck. Not sure that's funny. Or, or like, when the people are sliding down in the bridge. And oh, like yeah. And, like, like, trying help to save the me. priest. Help me. And then they just yeah. both fall. And yeah, and then they like, just both fall. Heh. And it's like, yes, I'll be there. I will rise to the to the priests. And then no, no. Yep. You're just you're just sinking. Oh, There's no rising God. happening here. Just yeah. Depths of the ocean for you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you are useless as a character. Yep. You or your existence is futile. Um. And I think that's kind of the problem is that a lot of this, it's an interesting setting, but there's no real, like, there's no real point to it. I don't, I don't agree with you. Like, it definitely serves a purpose. There is a point to the, the, the setting being that way. Uh, it adds to the frustrations. Well, no, I mean, not that. The, I mean that the whole idea of it, like the there's no like underlying thesis to why we're setting our story in this, aside from right. 
Right. It, it's kind of like a just a just the world is like this right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in, just, it's um, just a world. It's just a world. Right. In like 1984, the whole thesis is fascism. This is what life is like under fascism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In Mad Max, this is what life is like when uh, our reliance on energy fails us or oil basically mm-hmm. fails us um blade runner this this is what we do to people this is the this is the result of kind of a slave uh society if, if slavery rose up again but with clones mm-hmm. and in akira it's what if we were just terrible what if the world just progressed the way that it was progressing? Yeah. <laughs> and right. we just add added super people into the mix. Right. And the super people like I guess are supposed to be like nuclear weapons. I think they're developed, right? Like they they they're injected right. with something like they were when they were kids. So yeah. they they've sort of like developed these people and then the military, but like there's it's very interesting to see like the military with the conscious right because he doesn't just use them to do whatever right he sees akira like destroy the world and then he's like well we can't let that happen again Mm -hmm. but also wanting to you know find or make a a power like that that is controllable he's still using them they're still like his trump card against the yes definitely against the government but it feels like they're taking care of them right like right. It, it doesn't feel like they're they're being um forced into labor or something they seem right happy i suppose i uh, guess i mean i know the... i mean i wouldn't say happy but it's like they're not mistreated they're not being worked to the bone or like you know stuff like that sure no. they don't know what it's like to live in without captivity and that's you know that's that's wrong but they're taken care of and they're they're you know there and i don't know right. it's just i i think the thing is that they're li- they are living under the knowledge of their own existence exactly like they they know but because especially the girl the female mm-hmm. child she can see the future right like yeah she knows what's going to happen yeah so it's it's less about that and more about the fact that they don't want they want to make sure that that doesn't happen like like akira doesn't explode again mm-hmm. um and so they're they're sort of these kids that have the knowledge of what's going to happen and therefore um are taking steps to prevent it right um right so yeah. they're not how much of them are actually children and how much of them are grown-ups realizing the world's pretend like the what's going to happen to the world is sort of a flip-flop kind of thing where they still have sort of these childish well they're not childish but they're like they still have these uh, characteristics of being children but also a lot of characteristics of someone who's seen and knows what needs to be done you know um right it's a very interesting sort of balance that they have I think um, if this was more of a conventional story, uh, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have Tetsuo. We would just have the psychic boy in his place with Kanida finding him and becoming a pseudo uh, sibling for him 
as he mm-hmm. was with Tetsuo, but we'd have this author surrogate of this psychic boy who's been in captivity and mm-hmm. Kaneda trying to protect him. Right. Like a very, like, sort of a, a knight, knight in shiny armor type, right? Like trying right. to protect this boy. But then uh, it turns out that Kaneda's uh, kind of a uh, monster himself. So. Yeah, well, the reason, because even the reason why... Why I think that the kids are not like in captivity, captivity per se, is because they have superpowers. If they want to leave, they can just boop out of there, right? Like, right. There is some form of dialogue happening between them and the general that lets that leads them to believe that them staying here is the best course of action, right? Like, right. if they want, they can just boop out of there, but they don't. Why does the why does the one kid go with the resistance guy then? I don't know. Like maybe they convinced like, him to leave or something. Because he goes back, right? It doesn't seem to be showing any form of like fight for it, and they they don't like right. force him away. They're just like, oh, we need to recover this child, right? It's not a a forceful like take him away and lock him up somewhere, you know. Right. They like they don't know. There. Yeah, the resistance doesn't know what they are. They just know that they have to yeah. get them. Yeah. You know what? Almost... I think I think I have a theory, Maria. Uh-huh. I think that the child got kidnapped on purpose. He was told by the the girl to get kidnapped because then he would Possibly. meet. Possibly. Uh, Tetsuo. Possibly. Because you're right. If he he wanted to leave, he could just leave. He could just leave whenever, right? Like, he doesn't. Whatever these people are, these kids are doing, they're doing it willingly and knowingly because Mm -hmm. they they can see the future. They have superpowers. They can wreck anyone's face. Like, it's. This kid can fly. Like. Yeah. Like, Tetsuo proves that they could just. They could just go. Like, because he. He just just goes. He just leaves. He's just like. I don't, I don't know, owe any allegiance to you. I mean, these kids, I guess, I suppose, like they were brought up, they, they kind of were brought up and groomed by the scientists, right? So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, these guys are like allies and whatever. But again, if they want to leave, they can just go away, right? They can just yeah. fuck off together and, and be fine. Um, yep. I don't know. I feel like we may be missing something. Maybe missing like a link. I mean, we are because or... it's in the manga. <laughs> Right, yeah, like, we're missing something, but um, not enough to be, like, not enough to make the movie nonsensical to us. Everything makes, like, logical sense in terms of progression, so we kind of just... Yeah, it's not a complete mess because we do have uh, Kaneda and Tetsuo to focus on. Right, yeah, exactly. If they weren't there, this would just be nonsense. Oh, yeah, it would be really weird. It'd just be kind of a bizarre kind of situation where it's like, what the hell is going on? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing about Akira, the, the biggest problem with Akira is that so many things have been influenced by it and have improved on it to where it feels kind of... It's lost its purpose. In terms of story, in terms of animation, like, very few things look as good as this. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Very smooth. I mean, it did its job. It it served its purpose. 
Right. Um, which was maybe it wasn't in made with that intention, but it served mm. a greater purpose in that it, it inspired many people and it it shifted a genre an entire genre enough to and pushed it out into the light right like it was the tipping point um for an entirely new culture to sort of venture into the western society so it it served a a purpose whether good or bad is um debatable Mm -hmm. is always debatable Mm -hmm. um but it did serve a purpose does it have a very uh solid plot line probably not no are the characters deep and interesting and no not really the setting provides us with a very interesting commentary on the world that we have. And surprisingly, one of the very few things you would want to seem accurate, the social or like political landscape that it kind of portrays seems very accurate to the year that we're in right now. Mm. Um, so maybe we don't have like you know, fancy motorcycles. But hey, we have a fucked up government just like they do. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who would have predicted that? Why is that you the know? one thing we get out of this? <laughs> I want my freaky, crazy motorcycles, damn it. I I want those motorcycles. James, can I get a motorcycle? You cannot. You would immediately die you are way too clumsy and you do not pay attention to a lot of things you would be dead after a week no i wouldn't maria look me in the eyes and tell me that you would not be dead in a week i wouldn't i would be dead in a day okay fair enough (laughs) i would still do it though you would get no i forbid it Do you know how freaking scared I would be for you every single day if you got a motorcycle? <laughs> I drove a moped in That's India. very different. That's very different. From a motorcycle? Yes. It's really not. It really is. Alright, I can say so. Anyway, uh, yeah. back to... Again, it's a, it's a good movie. It's it very is. interesting, very different, um, very real. Yeah, yeah, too real. Gory, very gory. Real in ways that you would not have expected it to be. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. What are we watching the next time, James, for movie night in hell? Well, we have superhero September coming up, and so I thought we could watch a really good superhero movie. Which is? Uh, we are watching Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Never seen it. It's, that's a shame. It's a really good movie. Or maybe I have seen it, just I don't know what it is. Maybe. It's possible I've seen like bits and pieces of it when it was not airing on TV. It's possible. I, it's, it's, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, any final thoughts for Akira? 
It was a good movie. I wouldn't rewatch it, but I'm glad that I did watch it. Yeah, I think two is enough for me. <laughs> I I've seen all I can. If, if I want, I'll get, just go on YouTube and like get all the like the highlights of all the cool animation in it. Right. It's uh, yeah. It's cool. There's there are people who have been inspired by it and have improved on it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I think it, that's what you would hope out of your own work too. Like that even if it's not great or perfect, it would inspire something better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, we'll see you else? guys next yeah. month. Yep. For Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, Superhero September. Uh, we got an Iron Man. He's Iron Man. Just totally failed on the the melody right there. <laughs> it sounded better in my head. Eh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we're done. Unless you want to raid it or whatever. We no, don't really I don't do think that. we do that for the movies. Uh, but, um, yeah, thank you for watching or listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. We'll see you guys next week, next month for yeah, Superhero no. September. 